What's up, everybody, and welcome back this week to some Loud Thumbs news and happy Friday. I am one of your hosts, Nick. And I'm your other host, Josh. It's spooky season. Spooky season's upon us, sir. Yes, yes, it's going to be good. A <laughs> little bit of spooky in the news, not a ton this week, but... Just a little bit. We may well, squeeze some in. We're going to talk some spookiness. There's a little bit going on. Um, one of the first things we're going to talk about, though, uh, we got a bunch of kind of stories this week. It, it wasn't like a heavy news week, but it was like mm-hmm. a bunch of nice little headlines happening, right? Nothing crazy. Yeah, just a bunch of, just little nuggets. Yeah, little nuggets of news. Uh, so EA is closing some servers we found out here recently. Uh, they're going to be shutting down the Army of Two, uh, the 40th day, and uh, Army Two, the Devil's Cartel. That's going to be getting shut down October 20th, so... Probably by the time you guys are listening to this, that one's kind of bye-bye. Um, online servers for Mercenaries 2, Command & Conquer, Red Alert, and Command & Conquer 3, uh, Tiberium Wars, including the Kane's Wrath expansion for the 360 will also be closed. That's November 9th, so you got a little time if you guys are still fans of that to enjoy. Squeeze and then it in. you have online support uh, will be shut down for Onrush on November 30th, Mirror's Edge, NBA Jam on Fire Edition, Gatling Gears, and Shank 2 on January 19th, 2023. So what what's this make you feel, Josh? Like, does, does this feel like a problem? Does this feel like something people should have saw coming? I mean, we're talking PS3 and 360 titles, right? Yeah, so... I mean, I think I've I've iterated this, my, my kind of view on here. It's the natural life cycle of of games uh i i mean it sucks for people who are like still actively playing uh i mean if you stuck with the game for that long kudos to you um but yeah it's they gotta make room free up budget to do other things and unfortunately this is probably a small budget but you know a lot of little nuggets like that added to be you know one big nugget so yeah I, i just think it's a natural life cycle absolutely i agree um, I think some of these are bigger titles than others. Um, I don't know how many people are probably still playing like Army of Two games. Um, mm-hmm. Although they were pretty cool at the time and everything, but I don't know how massive they are. But it is still kind of a bummer for some. I think of Splinter Cell, honestly, because it's just the closest one to my mind. Oh, that, oh, yeah. You know, I've been playing recently, kind of throwing back there and how those servers died but that game's still really fun to play, you know, like uh-huh, it, it uh-huh. holds up, I think better than most, uh, most games that get the ax and yeah, it is natural progression. At least the games are still playable in like couch co-op settings or networking at home. And they're not like yeah. killing the whole game. That that's at least a good thing. Right. Uh, game preservation must live on We We yes. support that allowed thumbs hundred percent, hundred, hundred percent. Uh, some spooky news though. This is going to be the big spooky part of our, uh, I think the biggest, yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Konami has finally broke the silence of the silent Hill and what's going to happen. So they're making uh, silent Hill two is getting a full remake hundred percent. Um, I'll, I'll just read it real quick here. Obviously the rumor suggested a remake of silent Hill two is in the works from Bloober team. And Bloober is the studio behind Layers of Fear, The Medium, and it's a complete remake, not a remaster of Konami's 2001 horror game. Nice, nice. Absolutely amazing that you'll be able to experience essentially a a whole new game is kind of how I look at it. Uh, You'll remember as it is one of the um, 
the one that introduced everybody to Pyramid Head. He was one of the big baddies. Ah, that's uh, where that iconic character came from. That's okay. him. That's okay. him. Yes, he is. Uh, so, but the surprise for this one comes from its platforms. So the PlayStation and the PC are getting a 12-month a exclusive after release. Huh. Okay. So PlayStation Store page is already up if you guys want to run over there and check it out and uh, watch some trailers and see how it looks to you. But uh, there's no word on a release date yet so far. Um, everything I watched for the Konami release, uh, because they are making a couple of other games um, made by Annapurna and another studio that uh, is uh, escaping me right now. And then they're also doing another movie. They're doing the sequel to the first one, which is going to take uh, more uh, inspiration from Silent Hill 2, the game. So I'm excited about that. But the thing that's kind of cool is it's like we're getting a Silent Hill universe. You know, it kind of feels like the whole Assassin's Creed thing that's, that we just discussed here a couple weeks uh, yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so spooky season, Silent Hill. Uh, are you, You're not super familiar with the series. Have you played much or anything about them? No, I'm not usually not much of a spooky game kind of guy, um, mm -hmm. but I know Silent Hill because it was real big back in the day. Like yeah. that was probably one of the first like really popular like horror game franchises. Yeah. And then when obviously when this one came out for two Pyramid Head became like iconic, like it was like this new villain, yeah. you know, horror thing and super cool character, wacky, crazy designs throughout all the enemies in any of the Silent Hill games, which I think are the. I think it's the coolest part second to the ambiance. Those games are really kind of creepy in general. And uh, nice, I'm, I'm nice. really looking forward to seeing what they do with this. Um, but none of the stuff they showed us was in game. It all had the, you know, not not gameplay footage, you know. Uh, I see. I see. So, you know, take what you see out there. The grain of salt. We may see some of it in games. But uh, as of right now, it does look really pretty. But what of what of that are we going to see, you know, on the screen with a controller in our hands, right? Yeah. Do you think it's not in in, uh, in game footage just because it's too early on? That's, it, that's what it feels feel like so, that early. OK. Yeah. OK. I mean, it looks really good. And they're saying that the PC requirements are like through the roof and it's going to like take top notch <laughs> computers to play these. OK. So okay. it could look this good. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, Bloober team making uh, layers of fear and the medium. The medium's a, a spooky game on its own. I've not played layers of fear, but the medium is it's pretty creepy. I haven't finished it, but I have kind of just nibbed at it a little here and there to check it out. And uh, it's got a cool mechanic where you go from a ghost world to our world and you're able to ah, transport okay. back and forth. So it's it's she is a medium that can communicate with ghosts if that's if you guys are familiar out there or not. Um, so you get to see the ghost world and you get to see our world. So it, they definitely have the bones behind being able to do a Silent Hill just from playing that game. It has similar yeah. vibe. Seems like they got the right kind of background for it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to watching more. See what happens with that one. Uh, my son and I enjoy enjoy some spooky stuff. It's spooky season. So we've been watching spooky things here at the house. And uh, hell yeah watching the new Chucky TV show and uh, watching <laughs> the new scream and, you know, those kinds of things. So good times. Yeah. Got yeah. to keep it spooky. And, you know, in October, come on. It's the season, man. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, next piece of news. We have splinter cell remake is in a little bit of trouble. Um, the director has left Ubisoft after 11 years. Mm. Um, that's kind of scary, man. 
don't yeah, know what to think. Uh... I don't know what to think about this. Other than like this is this is not a good sign. Yeah, uh, man, I think that's gonna pay, put a put a uh, pretty big delay um, between getting someone else to replace, getting them up to speed in the company, getting them speed up in the game, getting them speed up in development. I think it has the potential to put forth some pretty good delays. Yeah. Hopefully the delays just mean better product like everything else. Yeah. But uh, yeah, David Grival is his name. He was the director of Splinter Cell Remake. Uh, he also was part of the Ghost Recon Future Soldier uh, team. And then he moved to Ubisoft Paris um, before. Well, he was at Ubisoft Paris and he moved to Toronto for there and that's when he started working on splinter cell blacklist assassin's creed unity far cry 4 5 and 6 and then obviously most recently was a splinter cell so he has history with the company and some um some i mean these, stuff. these are big titles these are triple a yeah, titles so it's titles it sucks yeah. to lose somebody with that kind of experience behind it um so i love splinter cell everybody who's uh used to me saying that already knows that you know shut up nick but uh <laughs> everybody new to the show yeah i'm a little bit bummed that this might happen to be uh it hopefully just not dead in the water because they already have an engine and everything but i am bummed that this is not going to move as fast forward as i would like yeah <laughs> a little impatient when it comes to the games i like right aren't we all <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. just just yes. a little bit of us are that way i think <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, we got to talk about the the what do we want to call it? Like, just there's just this phone problem with video games. We keep talking about this, guys. <laughs> like, we keep bringing it up. Like three weeks in a row, we've been talking about phones and video games. And yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to stamp on it, but it's 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 just a bad situation. Well, they tried to clarify that this Call of Duty phone, like, you need your phone number to, I don't know, whatever they want to do with it. It just I don't understand. Is only for PC players, by the way. Now it's, it's only for still PC. Not good. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's been implemented since May of 2020, though, man. I mean, come on. Oh, like, has it? Okay. <laughs> I still yeah. think it's odd. I really do. It is. That's it, weird. It, it's just strange. So they're not technically rolling anything back. They just essentially like clarified that anybody playing Call of Duty on a console, you don't have to worry about this. But it still stands to be a point of what I've mentioned you still have kids and family members who play on a PC that don't have a phone. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. So anyway, at least we wanted to clarify that to everybody out there. In case you are fans of Call of Duty and you want to play on console, the phone whole requirement deal not suited for you. That's only the PC players for reasons unbeknownst to me or the article that I was able to find for this because they didn't really go into detail. <laughs> yeah. Josh, Microsoft's doing some layoffs. Um, I kind of want to talk about this because we just got done talking about not too long ago that Google decided to stop uh, Stadia, right? Bye-bye cloud gaming for, right. for Google. Yeah. Now, this layoff is, uh, it says under a thousand people, which you know yeah. what I mean? Like, what, what kind of phrasing is enormous. that? Yeah, it's a lot. A yes. It's like it's probably like nine hundred and ninety people or something. That's exactly and what I thought. And, like, and they're like, it's less than a thousand says sounds better than nine hundred. <laughs> right. No, yeah. No, it doesn't. It <laughs> wasn't a thousand. Same Jeez. Oh. Well, the point I want to make here is like 
this is almost a little too ironic because we have Google killing Stadia and now Microsoft's laying off some people. And could this mean what I mentioned last time that, you know, they're not going to put as much behind cloud gaming now as they could because they have no competitor now. Like, what what do we think? Do we think there's a connection here? I'm curious. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's either they got spooked because the only cloud only, I don't know if the only, but the biggest cloud only uh, gaming service is now dead. And they're like, well, maybe the market just isn't there. Or maybe you're right. Like, we can take our sweet ass time because no one's innovating in this space. Right. And I mean, they don't state specifically that this was people attached to cloud gaming, but they do say that um, Microsoft's serious gaming initiative, that's in quotes, guys, has been affected. So the focus on uh, the war gaming simulations uh, and everything they're talking about, mission expansions, cloud government team. So like, it's just the way the wording is in this just leads me to think and theorize, uh oh, like, are we going to start seeing, you know, less of a good product coming out of the Game Pass and the cloud gaming sections of Microsoft and Xbox? Uh, potentially. I mean, if they don't have to work as hard because, like I said, no other competitor really in the space. Uh, Sony does it. I mean, PlayStation does it, but not super well. <laughs> right. So, exactly. So maybe if uh, Sony, like, re-innovates their cloud sort of cloud streaming, uh, they might take spiel back on to get this stuff in high gear again. Keep uh, keep innovating that, but I certainly hope so. So I'm I'm loving me some cloud gaming, and Xbox is usually the place I'm at doing it. So um, I hope everybody out there is is back to work very soon, and whatever needs to be corrected gets corrected, and everybody lands on their feet. But uh, it just seemed to be a little too soon to not theorize that a little bit. So. Anybody out there in the loud crowd or anybody new listening or tuning in for the first time, I kind of like to know what you think of that theory. If, uh, if you yeah. agree or disagree, hit us with a comment or uh, shoot us an email, loudthumbs at gmail.com, because I think that's a, a great topic of discussion. Hell yeah. Uh, next one, this will be some, some uh, discussion, I think. Uh, I'm curious of your thoughts. PlayStation has finally released the pricing and release date for the DualSense Edge controller. Still uh, a bad name. <laughs> bad name. Bad name, dude. You're right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. January 26th, you guys will be able to pick this guy up for a lofty $199.99. Damn! <laughs> 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 yes sir so well, i think we kind of called this like we wanted it to be competitive but i think we both had this conversation uh, and we were we were definitely leaning 150 to 200 dollars when this guy hit the ground and it that's what it yeah did. well how does that compare to the elite controller before i throw too many judgments out there the, the elite controller is 149.99 oh damn it's 50 bucks more than it's a 50 dollar hike yeah <sighs> I mean, dual sense is incredible, but this is <laughs> this yeah. is a lot. I mean, and we're talking like what if we let's compare apples to oranges in a second. Let's go an Xbox controller and a dual sense is only ten dollars difference. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right? 
So and why is your controller worth $50 <laughs> more now? <laughs> and the Elite controller at least looks a lot cooler than a regular controller. Uh, this looks like a slightly different <laughs> DualSense controller. Yeah, uh, with removable looks- joysticks, right? That's the big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that's cool, but I don't think it's $200 cool. Dude, for my money, no. I'm just buying another DualSense controller in a color I like. It <laughs> just hell yeah because because of battery life. Yeah, absolutely yes, and you can get those detachable thumbsticks. They do state here uh, nineteen ninety nine uh, U.S. pricing. Um, the thing I couldn't find in this article is whether that is per joystick or if that gives you the pair of joysticks for twenty dollars. Uh, that better be the pair. Oh, is there just nickel I agree. I agree. Absolute death. Yeah. So I'm assuming they are interchangeable left to right. So it doesn't matter. So my thought was like, if that's $20 per stick, oh my God, that's crazy. People are not going to be happy about that. No, I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I'd be surprised if the reception on this is all that great. Um, Right. I don't remember being anything like worth $200. I remember seeing a lot of features be like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, but nothing I thought was $200 cool. No, no, I can't. I couldn't do it. Like I, I almost pulled the trigger on the Halo Elite controller. Almost. That was $250. Almost. And that's just because I'm a Halo nerd. That's the uh-huh, only reason. Uh-huh. I, I just yeah. wanted that. I probably would have barely used it. It would have been like a collectible, <laughs> to be honest with you. Right, right. So, but uh, I, I still didn't do it. And I'm like a huge Halo nerd. I got my Halo blankets behind me every time we record, you know? Yeah. But oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just uh, I couldn't do it. And two hundred dollars for this, I think, is too much. I I don't think it's competitive enough. I think this is another situation where I think they could have gone in and probably lost a little bit of money, gained some backs, you know, backers behind the controller to support it, and then uh-huh. and then slowly, you know, raise it with new features or you know whatever they end up doing. Sure, um, sure. Because there is no talk about this having better controller life or battery life or anything like that. So that's kind of a Eh, what's the big deal here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I could get a couple more hours of battery life or something, I mean, I don't know if I'd still go for it, but maybe look once. Yeah, you'd take a second chance, right? You'd, uh, maybe. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting, but it's uh, a bit of a bit of a bummer how expensive that guy's going to be. Um, almost wrapping up here but we want to talk some steam deck competition so we do have <laughs> everyone's trying man everyone's trying aren't they so razor has a gaming handheld coming out josh you found this out there on the internet what the what do you think of this guy tell everybody about it yeah so it seems fairly capable um nick and i were doing a little bit of research on the the snapdragon processor it has and it seems like it can do quite a bit of stuff um, you know, 4K, 60 frames. It seems like it can handle some some of the beefier stuff. Um, and something kind of unique to it is that it has um, like mobile connectivity. So it's, mm-hmm. it's 5, 5G capable. So uh, unless, unless I'm missing something, Nick, does the Steam Deck have anything mobile? Any, any network capabilities outside of your home? It does not, no. Got to hotspot that baby to the phone. That's the only way I do anything. <laughs> Which is yeah. poor, by the way. It's poor. I don't have a 5G phone, though, so I don't know how quick that would work. But it's still one more inconvenience, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you have, like, unlimited data, like, I mean, go for it. I'm one of the few people who uh, weirdly do not. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, man, 
I don't know. This seems like the first maybe real competitor. Uh, Razer does put out a pretty potent product. Um, I don't remember seeing any pricing on this just yet. I think they just released Same. it. I didn't see pricing either. I looked around for that. I tried. But just by the looks of it, it doesn't look to be all that ergonomic. Like the Steam Deck is ridiculously comfortable to hold. It really um, is. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. This one's kind of a giant brick. It looks even like less ergonomic than what the Switch is. And the Switch isn't exactly anti-ergonomic, but it's just more of just a big old rectangle in your hand than a Switch is. Right. So um, I think it's there's some potential there. Um, I'm a little worried about it trying to encroach on the market space that the Steam Deck has so like easily dominated. Yeah. Yeah, it took over the world so far, man. It's crazy. The the thing about your ergonomics is perfect. Like everything you said there, I agree with. Uh, the D-pad looks terrible on this thing, by the way. I, it really I'm like, does. what is wrong with, why would you even try to make a D-pad like that? Um, I mean, it, it's only a four-way D-pad. It, do, it doesn't have the eight-way functionality. I'm not going to play anything old school on this at all, period. I'm yeah. just not going to do it. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, it does. It looks like a brick, but it does seem like it has some sort of. I don't know. I just I just want to say like. Just power, like it has some sort of power going on reading about the Snapdragon. There's something yeah. there. Um, I don't know. 4K on a, on a mobile, which we kind of talked about in pre-show a little bit. I don't think 4K on a mobile is like a like amazing thing because you really can't see it on such a small screen. But right. if they would, they would talk about this thing docking or having ability to dock or Bluetooth controllers to it. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, the switch made everybody realize that that's a possibility. And from now on, like we all want that, you know what I mean? So yeah, it did set a precedent, like a really hefty one. So, and if you can make a thing mobile and you can make it dockable, then I think you might have something here, but I don't think this is like your go-to handheld just by the sheer looks of it. It just doesn't look like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Like, if it doesn't come with the level of customiz- uh, customization as a Steam Deck, it can be more powerful if it wants, but if people can do more things to the Steam Deck, that's where they're going to go. Yeah, absolutely. It does look better than the the Logitech turd that was uh, <laughs> supposed to come out. <laughs> uh, that Logitech is dead in the water now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No- I, it can't compete with the Switch. It can't compete with this. It can't compete with the Steam Deck. Like, I mean, to, to launch at $400 too. talk about some balls on that thing for a cloud <laughs> device. Are you crazy? Uh, $400 the cojones. I love Logitech. <laughs> I, I, they make a great product. Uh, they last forever. I just recently replaced my headset after, you know, seven or eight years of abuse uh, <laughs> and replaced it with another Logitech headset. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, not really a bad brand, but. Definitely not a bad brand, but that is not a a good thought. Not a good thought. Somebody did not think it through all the way on that cloud device. (laughs) Yeah. And I think the Razer needs to be competitive with uh, Steam Deck prices um, to really to really make that splash. Yeah. You might get some of your higher end people just be like, oh, it's a six hundred dollar handheld. I like it. It's got, you know, a lot of power behind it, but it better really show the power and have some sort of a Windows function or a Linux background function in it or people are just going to be like, why would I buy this? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. We're only five days in. I think they just announced that thing uh, five days ago from this from this time of recording. So, yeah, uh, pretty early on. So, yes. All right, guys, we are going to talk about one final thing here, and that is going to be our 
let's well we're gonna stick with steam valve i guess we're gonna talk valve instead of steam <laughs> this time but they have uh they have, they have a rumor they have a patent they have a lot of scuttlebutt a lot of theories people are into <laughs> right now uh the meme um, is gonna come back nick half-life 3 confirmed <laughs> right it's it's coming back <laughs> it, we're, we're bringing it back right now we're helping it uh this one kind of throws me to the left field you put this on here i did not see this article until i saw it on the dock and what do you make of this because all i make of this is like a card game and a lot of speculation <laughs> it's pretty much exactly what it is um <laughs> honestly it, it was a little because i found it a little bit humorous because it just it reminded me of like uh all the dumb half-life con- confirm memes from like <laughs> five to ten years ago right uh, it's like oh it's valve did anything half-life 3 confirmed we're here for it we want it and i'm right. sure lots of people do actually want it uh but it's cool that they're um they're not just riding the steam deck wave and they're still continuing to like do things yeah it it, it talks about a card game in here though and so what they're what this is called guys everybody out there listening uh, they've registered a new trademark called Neon Prime. And it oh, says it is right, and <laughs> it says it is not yet known what this is. But we have people speculating this happened on October 10th uh, that they announced this uh, trademark they're going for, and it says uh, computer game software, electronic game software, video game software, computer game programs downloadable via the internet. That's the description after the fact. Uh, <laughs> As is an expansive set of categories, yeah, we see that, uh, which yep. could uh, cover the development of almost anything or technology-related. Speculation is rife for the gaming community on what just this might hint at. And then the rumors start, uh, suggested Half-Life trading card game. Come on, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Dude, card games are making a comeback, man. Slowly but surely, those things are trickling in and they're doing really well. It's crazy to think of a Half-Life trading card game, but yes. Um, but yes, and then they're calling a, a streaming service uh, or a Steam, a Steam streaming service, they're saying it could be. Um, and then, you know, a new addition to the Half-Life franchise. That's the that's the next thing. That's the one everyone wants. Honestly, yes. I'm not sure why they haven't done it yet. There's clearly a fan base and they would make so much money off of it. Oh man, would they just rake in the dough with Half Life Three? Oh, they absolutely would, a hundred percent, no doubt in my mind at all on that. Um, so I gotta, I gotta throw one up for the audience if anybody's paying attention. So we're gonna forget we gotta do this real quick for everybody out there. <laughs> everybody on YouTube, this is this is a solid confirmation for everybody that oh my God, Half Life Three is confirmed right here, right here. <laughs> There are three stains. <laughs> Half-Life 3 confirmed. Three three stains on uh on Gabe's shirt, guys. That's that's just it. That's it's done. It's coming. This this article and this image of three dots on a stained shirt. Be prepared. It's coming out. <laughs> Quarter one, 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Hopeful. <laughs> yes, yes. It's gotta come out before my birthday. That's that's how it works. Oh, ridiculous. But we'll see. Something cool could come of it. Who knows? Uh, it, it Definitely Valve has all kinds of crazy things that just kind of hit and don't hit. Like It's like they can't stay on one track all the time, but 
Steam Deck's hitting hard, so this could fail hard. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, at least we're throwing darts at the board. Agree. I'm down for that. Yes, absolutely. Well, that is it for this week's Loud Thumbs News. We will be back every Friday, just like you guys enjoy. We hope you enjoy. This is why we do it. It's fun for us. Hopefully it's fun for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) But everybody out there, stay spooky, and we will be back in a week. And don't forget, tune in on Monday. And we're going to talk more spooky stuff. Spooky season continues, so we'll be back for that. Until then, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. Email, follow, watch, and listen to all of our content by visiting loudthumbs.com. And join the loud crowd. To help us grow the show, you can leave an Apple podcast review or give us a Spotify star rating. It really helps us stand out. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Caleb Lynch, Brian Coger, Holden Moffitt, Zach Mezra, SirsFurniture.com. If you would like to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash loudthumbs.